Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We actually got talking, just didn't have anything to do with sport, about your first girlfriend. Now, you alluded to the fact that it was a funny story. Now, I'll determine whether it's a funny story. Your first ever girlfriend. Oh, you won't, you won't believe this. Um, the, the re- I support the Melbourne Renegades. Yes. The reason I do that is because our guest now, Simon Helmet, was their first coach. Right, yeah. And... His younger sister in year seven at high school was my first girlfriend. (laughs) Can you believe that? Well, I didn't know that story because you held it from me. And I didn't bring up the first ever girlfriend because that was something I was going to ask Jared Blair later (laughs) in the program because he's getting married this Friday, whether he remembers his first girlfriend or whether his wife-to-be was his first ever girlfriend. And you said, well, actually, I've got a funny story, but I'll bring it up after the break. Simon Helmet joins us right now. Simon... Were you aware that this man next to me was the boyfriend of your little sister? We might need to finish this call, lads. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a small I world. Aware, but anyway, it certainly uh, is great to speak to you both. How are you? Yeah, really good, Simon. More importantly, how are you guys going? It's been a pretty tough year, your role with the Renegades. Yeah, horrendous yeah, year with the guys. Uh, we certainly didn't perform very well. Um, obviously had a heap of injuries and uh, and was affected by COVID and some international players coming back, etc. But, you know, most teams have been affected by that. Mm. So we're, we're right in the midst of actually doing some serious looking at our list, uh, our squad, uh, and also obviously trying to retain players we think are important. But recruiting is going to be important for us. We've had three years in the doldrums uh, and we need to make sure that we turn that around. Uh, most importantly for our fans, but also, you know, for, for, the, for the team and the people who have been involved. Uh, before we get into the season, just go on and you, you didn't comment on the WBBL season there, Simon, where you are, the coach and the girls did have a, a very good year. Before we get into all of that, let, I just want to have a look at your journey to becoming a professional cricket coach. And Where did you start out and what made you want to get into cricket coaching? Oh, many moons ago. Uh, it was back in 1997 when I first had my chance to coach uh, Hawthorne Waverley uh, back in the, in the Premier competition. Um, and uh, I, was, I was in education at the time as, as a teacher and uh, you know my, my sister Georgia uh, and Imogen they've both been through uh, one thaggy high and their and their mother Leslie my stepmother she's uh, she's been actually just retired she I think she was teaching at one thaggy high for about 25 30 years um, and uh, yeah being involved in education um, you know, I, got, I had a chance to, to get involved at uh, coaching at, at the age of 25, so I was near on, wow. oh, near on 25 years ago. Uh, and from then, I just kicked on, had some success at Hawthorne, won a flag, won a club championship, and uh, then I went back to my beloved Fitzroy Doncaster, where I started playing Premier Cricket back in the day. Uh, I won a flag there, and I just moved on to Vic under-19s, to uh, Victorian team, to um, Australia A. Uh, then, uh, then the Melbourne Renegades when it first began 11 years ago, and then since then it's been IPL and CPL and APL and a- BBL and whichever country in the world has, an, has a 2020 league. It's been an awesome experience, fellas, and uh, well, lots of success, but lots of hardships as well. And we're going through that with the men's Renegades right now. But you are right, the uh, the women's was awesome this year. That was a terrific season. 
Yeah, and unfortunately they were uh, they they bowed out in, in the challenger. How how did you view the season, and yeah, what what do you think went wrong just right at the end there? Oh, I think we we performed well above our uh, expectation. Uh, we, we certainly didn't have the same uh, depth uh, and on field um, experience as other teams. But uh, Sophie Molyneux, who's not far away from your, your guys' neck of the woods, she was an outstanding captain as a 23 year old. We lost our leg spinner, Georgia Wareham, um, in the first round. And so we're really light on, I suppose, experience uh, and, and, and match-winning talent. But for us to finish second, it was, a, it was a, a brilliant a brilliant achievement. We just couldn't quite get over the line. Sophie Molyneux was in a moon boot the week before our final game. Like I said, we were a few players down. But tell you what, guys, I was impressed in the women's program. I was, I was very, very impressed in... Uh, in the women's game and um, you know having been down your way over the last uh, sort of year or two during COVID running some you know Helmo cricket camps and things like that uh, there's a stack of talent and it seems like uh, a lot more of our females are now uh, playing uh, cricket and following pathways and, and we're getting stronger and stronger we saw that in the first Ashes match in the one day when T20 when Australia beat England. You know you, you get the feeling Simon that the region, the country areas, is conducive to encouraging women to get more involved in sport. And I'm, I'm saying that as I'm saying it, I'm wondering why that is. Uh, but I think it's just the lifestyle. You know, they've got brothers and fathers, or you know, boyfriends who are who who, who have sport as very much a part of their life. And I think they've got that connection that at least gets them drawn into the game. And, you know, we had Sophie uh, on the program a couple of weeks ago and she was very much yep. brought into the game by her father. And I, I think there's so many more examples of that as well. Oh, you're absolutely right. Uh, it seems to be a little bit more organic uh, in, the, in, the, in the country region. Having said that, all during my time uh, yep. uh, coaching Victoria One Day team and, and with involved with Greg Shipper, the Shepherd Shield side, you know, we've always had Cameron White, Peter Siddle, uh, lots and lots of play- Aaron Finch, lots of players from regions, and I think it's always been the way. There's uh, always yeah. been a strong influence. You look at the New South Wales teams with Josh Hazelwoods and and those players. A lot of players are coming from the regions and always have, and I think that's because there's some great systems. But I think there's a lot more natural play. We get caught up in this thing called pathways and having to be in this representative side, etc. But I just think the second part is the younger player plays against older players a lot earlier. And that, I reckon, is your biggest advantage, uh, that we're getting people who are exposed to tougher conditions, playing against older and more experienced players, probably copping a bit on the field, <laughs> and uh, become a little bit, <laughs> yep. more, little bit more resilient as well. And that, and that doesn't matter as the male or female program. And I think we talk about cricket now. We're less and less we're talking about boys and girls, are we? We're talking about cricketers. Now, you know, you, got, yeah. you had Soph on the other week. She, she, she plays good old-fashioned... Uh, country cricket, don't worry about that. And she's out there at the Adelaide Oval or the MCG or the Junction Oval. You know, she's hard as nails. She couldn't play that last game, but she was desperate to play. She was in it, like I said, she was in a boot. Uh, but uh, she was so keen to play because that's what you do. And no doubt, you know, whether you're playing down at Wontag, you're in Block, wherever it might be, or, which I love and it'll be beautiful down in Block today, I'd suggest. Uh, you know, that's, uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's where, uh, you know, people learn the craft as well. And uh, yeah, before we get on to the, the men's side that you touched on briefly there, I just want to ask you about your IPL experience that you, that you also touched on. What, what have those been like, mate, and are you looking forward to heading back there? Oh, gee, it was an amazing experience. How do I explain it really briefly? Uh, it's like going to a grand final every game, <laughs> like wow. AFL grand final. The crowd is just insane. 90,000 at Eden Gardens at 
Kolkata or or sixty thousand at Chinnaswani Stadium at Bangalore. The guy, the, the the crowd is incredible. I'll never forget my very first game. Uh, we were playing. We were a new side, a new franchise. We were called the Hyderabad Sunrisers. We'd been taken over from another team that fell over. Um, we had a fella called Shikadawan, um, had Baby Warner and a few others playing for us. But, but we were a new team. It was a bit like a GWS or a Gold Coast coming to the competition. And, and fans sort of wanted to barrack for us, but they also loved the opposition. <laughs> anyway, you get a you get a Virat Kohli walk out. And I'll tell you what we all thought with the away team. The noise. <laughs> Tom Moody and I would be sitting next to each other going, are they waving orange flags but barracking for the red team? Uh, mate, it was insane. It, where an MS Dhoni or a Sachin Bandorka walk out. The, uh, the Indian fans absolutely love cricketers, whether they're with your team. They want their team to win, but they want to see <laughs> the, the best cricketers in the world play. And, lads, this is the biggest issue I reckon we have in our comp, is that we don't see enough of our very best playing in Big Bash. You know, you mentioned um, and, some names and, there, though, Simon, haven't you? you know, yep. Tom Moody, David Warner, Kyle, like... Mm. Have you had time to... Um, I know you're knocking on the door of 50, you mentioned, but have you had time to absorb just... How blessed you are to have the career that you have, or are you still so in, invested in it that you, you you maybe haven't had that chance? You forget, you forget quickly, and you've got to yeah. every now and again you do, you do you do reflect on it. I mean, to sit in the dressing room with Kumar Sangakkara and Dale Stain and talk <laughs> tactics, <laughs> or Jack Callis to ask him how he'd play Sahail Tanvir, and he says he has no idea because he comes off the wrong foot. All those all those days, or. <laughs> Or trying to explain to Matai Marulitha and how we're going to get Kyron Pollard out. And he says, Coach, no, that's not the way you get him out. Uh, we'll, we'll do it like this. And he does it. Like, that's all those experiences and the joy of playing or coaching with, um, you know, the best players in the world, I, I think, yeah, yeah, the, the word blessing's right. Um, and, but I still don't, but I still love, enjoy working with Jake Fraser McGurk and Mackenzie Harvey and Finchie and Richo uh, in the Renegades change rooms. That's just as exciting and enjoyable for me, too. Yeah, I was just about yeah about to get on to players like Jake Fraser McGurk and Mackenzie Harvey, who has a tie to Gippsland, yep. as, as we've mentioned many times. But it, it yep. was another tough year for the men's side. And it, what what do you think did go wrong throughout the season? And and how I know you said you, you'll address the list, but how how do you think you will get better? And wh- and will you persist with the with the young players? When when I first or when Greg Shippen and I were both handed the reins of a red team and a green team, you know, back ten or twelve years ago. Uh, we, we must admit, we both thought, oh, you know, it might be a young person's game and it might be, you know, the death of the, of the spin bowler. Well, quite the opposite. <laughs> the spin bowler has become exceptional. Rashid Khan's the best in the world. We've seen Zampa's the best leg spinner going around international cricket. Um, and we know that the experienced players, the older players and the older head can problem solve and get through situations. That's where Brad Hodge and Michael Hussey and, you know, Matthew Hayden, at the back end of their careers, were still able to forge something in T20. We need to get more experience in our list. Uh, we need to get uh, um, more experience in games played. It's very hard for Jake, for Mackenzie, for Sam uh, Harper, Will Sutherland, uh, plus a couple of others, to all be in the same team at the same time. So what I'm saying, lads, if, if we can try and have Finch, Marsh, with a couple more experienced players and only one or two of the junior-type player or the youngster, I think that'll be better for them and it'll be better for the team. We've obviously were far too expensive this year. We had injuries and overseas talent didn't work as well. So we need to get better defensively. The two years that the Renegades won, uh, the BBL, or went close, was in my second year in, in uh, BBL 2, where we were the best defensive team. And obviously in BBL 8, when the Renegades won, they were the best defensive team with Richardson, 
Harry Gurney and others. That's what we need to do. Hey, I'm also interested, just as we uh, leave you, because we're just about to go to a break, just a quick question, because we're just about out of time, but how did you find yourself uh, bending around COVID? I know COVID was a was an obvious problem for all clubs, but I don't know that anyone actually had the right formula. It was sort of uh, it was sort of done on the run. Oh, look, it, it, absolutely, no one had the right formula, and where the, where the Renegades girls did well is that us, the Thunder, uh, the Sixers, and the Stars, we were on the road the whole time. We never played a, a home game in front of our fans. We were we were, we were good enough to to get through that. Where the other three teams didn't make the finals. Conversely, look at the Perth Scorchers; haven't been home for a couple of months. They're not going to get home. They've got to try and do it the hard way, play their home games at Docklands at the MCG. You've just got to be resilient, stay tight to your game plan. I reckon that'll, uh, that'll help you go, go all the way. Uh, good on you, Simon. Hey, listen, really appreciate your time this morning, mate. Good luck for the remainder of uh, 2022, which has just started, actually, by the way. <laughs> and uh, hopefully our paths cross again. Good on you, mate. Look forward to it. Say to guys, say hello to everyone from Inverloch. See you, guys.